0: Hey, do click follow button for MSME Talk on the platform where you are listening to get notification for the next episode release.
1: So the moment the invoices get accepted after the bidding is done, the the invoices on that particular exchange gets locked. So that means there is a dedupe mechanism which is set up between the three banks. It's a blockchain mechanism which we have. It ensures that the invoices are not financed doubly on any other platform.
0: This is episode number 15 of MSME Talk on invoice discounting on threads with Ketan Gekwar, the Managing Director and CEO of Receivables Exchange of India Limited. Welcome back to MSME Talk podcast. MSME Talk podcast is for micro, small, medium enterprises, startups, and entrepreneurs, in which we discuss with industry experts and experienced entrepreneurs on specific value addition guidance, and solve queries to help build long-lasting businesses. Mr. Ketan Gekwar, the Managing Director and CEO of Receivable Exchange of India Limited, RxIL, is a seasoned banker with a career spanning 29 years in public as well as private sector banks, from Bank of Baroda to Barclay Banks and Stratton Chartered Bank. Receivable Exchange of India Limited is a trades platform. It is mandated by Reserve Bank of India as a joint venture of SIDBI and National Stock Exchange, along with State Bank of India, ICICI Bank and Yes Bank being other shareholders. MSMEs, which contribute to 30% of the GDP of India, along with 11 crore jobs and 45% of the export in India, have always been struggling for smooth cash flow. Payment delays for MSMEs is a huge problem and there are no easy solutions for that. Government and RBI have been trying to bring some solutions since few years. TREATS is one of them. Introduced in 2014 by RBI under governorship of Raghuram Rajan to ease the working capital crisis for MSMEs impacted due to delayed payment issues. TREATS stands for Trade Receivable Discounting System. It is digital invoice discounting mechanism for MSMEs. In this episode, let's know the need of Tred, how TREADS is benefiting MSME sellers, corporate buyers and financers, how the process happens on Tred, how the risk is controlled, what's the future of Tred, why it is must platform for all MSMEs, corporate buyers and financers, and lot more in the detailed discussion with none other than CEO and MD of RxIO, Ketan Gekwar. Let me welcome Ketan on the show now. A very warm welcome, Ketan, on MSME Talk podcast to tell our listeners about invoice discounting on the TREDS platform.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Dripti. Excited to be here. Looks interesting.
0: So, Ketan, we would like to know a little more about your journey and how you're contributing to MSME sector and something related to trades.
1: Okay, so just to talk about my journey, uh, I've been a MNC banker and, uh, you know, for the major part of my career. And when the opportunity came in to join TREDs or so the RxL platform, I quickly grabbed the opportunity. And uh, talking about TREDs, it's a, it's a digital discounting platform, which we'll talk much about later. But uh, it's a joint venture between C B and NSC, and uh, it's an RBI regulated platform, uh, which is bringing about a change in the way the liquidity is managed for the MSMEs for the last five years.
0: Your complete focus has been on MSMEs since last couple of years. That's great. I'm sure we are going to learn a lot in this session with you. So Keetan, we would like to, you know, basically move on to, to the main section of our episode today which is related to the trades now let's understand from the basic what is trades is it a mediator is it a broker is it an exchange it's a platform is it just a regulation by the government or some scheme uh, what is rx role uh, in relation to trades
1: yeah so to uh, give the uh, trades basically is an acronym so you know it's a short form for trade discounting receivables discounting system It's basically an online platform, uh, which is uh, facilitating the discounting of the receivables for the MSMEs. Uh, This is a platform where the MSMEs uh, can discount, uh, can upload the invoices. And, uh, you know, they can, uh, once the documents are accepted, once the invoices are accepted, then the bids can be placed by the financiers. And once the financiers place the bids, and once it is accepted by the MSME, then the MSMEs get easy liquidity within the next uh, 24 hours. And uh, to talk about Receivables Exchange Intel Limited, which is RXIL, it's a first uh, platform for India, uh, which is the first TREDS platform, which has been given the license by RPA in 2016.
0: Okay. So you are saying TREDS is basically a online platform for facilitating MSMEs in case of receivable discounting. Now, RXIL is one of the Tred platform.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So, there are three uh, platforms which are there. So, RxL is the first platform, yeah.
0: Okay, got it. So, can we just equate it in a very simple language? Just like stock exchanges are there for shares, buy and sell. So, they are exchanges and they are NSC, they are BSE and they are other locals. So, they so similar to that, Treds is one of the platform and there are various players in that. Correct. Okay, cool. So now you are using the word receivable discounting while defining the trades platform. Can you just little bit tell in simple language, what is receivable so, discounting and how does it work?
1: Yeah, so just to talk about a basic plain language, uh, what is exactly receivables purchase or receivables uh, for a, any particular organization or any particular MSME. So you see when uh, the MSME starts this business. Uh, they sell to uh, sell the goods to the corporates or they sell the goods to the other person so the money which is supposed to be received as a consideration for that particular receivable or for that particular goods which are sold or the services which are sold are called as receivables now this is something which is receivable by the seller from the buyer and the discounting of those receivables is called as receivables discounting
0: so the word discounting here means is there some kind of a discount? How does layman would understand this?
1: So sometimes, see, when when you sell the goods to the uh, to the buyer, or you know, when sometimes when the large corporate buyers are there, they don't immediately make the payment, or they don't make the payment in advance. So sometimes uh, you have to wait, and that waiting period is called as a credit period. That means you sell the goods today. You might receive the payment after 30 days or 45 days or 90 days. So that is the receivables uh, credit period which is there. So to receive the money early in advance, you know, when you receive the money in advance, there is some financial cost which is there, which is debited by the financier and that is called as discounted period. So you get the amount which is discounted and that's why it is called as receivables discounting. So the money which is due, the money which is due after 90 days, you receive it on the third or the fourth day. So you receive it off by deducting some interest, which is the finance cost.
0: Yes. So example of uh, I would give say a hundred rupees uh, cost of product I have sold. If I'm using the receivable discounting mechanism, then this hundred rupees instead of after 90 days, I can receive it in say three to four days from a financer. And uh, instead of hundred rupees, I might receive say 95 or 97, whatever be the cost uh, implied by the financer reducing that and the remaining money i will receive it so basically it solves a problem of receiving cash in my hand at very early level and i can use that money to put in my business again for my next other orders rather than waiting 90 days to receive my money and move ahead for my other orders
1: Absolutely. You you said it very correctly. You know, you have very simplified the term receivables discounting because what happens normally is, you know, that rather than waiting for me, for me waiting for 90 days, if I get the money early, I can immediately put it in the business or I see uh, what happens is, you know, uh, when an MSME is supplying the goods to the buyers, he does not have the ready money. So he has to go to his bank and he has to take a loan. And he will take a loan till the time he receives the payment from the buyer. So just imagine that, you know, he is supposed to get the payment after 90 days. So he will, and he is out of cash till that time. So if he receives the cash early, he can go to his bank, which has charged him for those 90 days period. And he can easily liquidate that loan and again, take a fresh loan or again, you know, procuring another further order. So, he can multiply his order processing yes. three to four times at least in that period. Right.
0: So, basically, his uh, working capital cycle also improves this way.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, uh, now, since uh, on Tred there are three platforms and one of is your platform. So, could you share a little more about what is a brief history, some numbers, like what is the total discounting happening on an average every month on your platform and some similar, you know, other platforms?
1: so uh, just to talk about rxil receivables exchange india limited was started in uh, 2016 as a joint venture between SIDB and nse uh, with state bank of india icici bank uh, and yes bank as the shareholders uh, as you know and they, we are a regulated entity where we have received the approval from rbi in 2015 uh, 2016 to start the company so rxil went live with the first transaction in 2017 january Uh, To talk about the volumes which RxL is doing, uh, uh, we are currently doing around 1,500 crores of volumes per month. And we are targeting that we should in the month of March 2022, we should be in the region of 1,800 to 2,000 crores this month.
0: So gradually you are increasing the run rate every month. Absolutely. How's the growth has been in last three to four years?
1: See, when we got started uh, in uh, 2017, the volumes had not picked up or basically this concept of something which was very new. So, you know, as, as any, uh, as any, you know, uh, reaction which is expected from the financiers or from the buyers of the sellers, uh, you know, uh, it was expected over here in RXIL or the trades platform also. But the growth has been significant in the last one year. Just to talk about RXIL, uh, in 2019-20, we clocked volumes of around 2300 crores. Uh, in 2019-20 but in 2020-21 we clocked around 6500 crores from 2300 crores we moved to 6500 crores so we we reached around uh, it was a 180% growth which is a phenomenal growth and uh, it was not expected during COVID time but actually we got a fantastic response from the corporates you know because COVID times actually enabled the corporates to realize the importance of threats and how it is important for the MSMEs and that's where they wanted them, the corporates wanted to support. And that's how the volumes have grown in the last, uh, you know, one and a half, month, one, year, one year. This March 2022, 20, how much you are
0: expecting to
1: grow? We are expecting, yeah, so from 6,500 crores, we'll be easily crossing 13,000 crores. So we are doubled the volumes from 6,500 crores to oh. 30,000 crores. And uh, the next year, the target is again a bigger one.
0: I'm sure you're taking aggressive target and I'm sure there's a lot of scope in the business. Yeah. Great, great. So now let's moving to our next question, which is related to what was the need of a platform Trades, you know, why did it come into existence? What were the bank that government took and Raghuram Rajan suggested it and... Uh,
1: See, if you look at the current scenario of MSMEs, and in a rightly said by uh, the present government, which talks about uh, that, you know, the MSMEs are the backbone of the... You know, the the, Indian economy where the current MSMEs are contributing to 30 percent of India's GDP and 50 percent of exports also are contributed by MSMEs. And rightly so, in today's scenario, the government is focusing more on MSMEs because they are the biggest employment generators. And and currently we have around six and a half crores MSMEs contributing to around 11 crore jobs in India. And uh, the the target of the government is that to make it a five trillion dollar economy. The MSMEs have to contribute from 30% to it should jump to at least 50% of India's GDP. And that's why there is a focus on MSMEs. So if the MSMEs are so important, why is it that the MSMEs are not, you know, uh, are facing issues? There was an article which was uh, written by Types of India that MSMEs are getting choked by dues, by their own dues, which they are receivables from the, uh, uh, from the large corporates or the government institutions. So the MSMEs, despite being very important for the economy, they are not getting the payment on time. And, and that exactly help you know, that exactly exacerbates the problem or either increases the problem that they are not able to grow because the funds are, you know, not available for them, uh, for their working capital. So this problem has been there for a long time. It's not only available, it's not about about India, but it's all, all across the world that, you know, when you are an MSME, do you, the corporates have a patriarchy or patronizing attitude that, you know, you will, I will decide if I'm a large corporate when you should supply the goods to me. And I only will decide when I will make the payment to you, despite being the fact that, you know, I have to pay, make the payment to you on time. So, so this problem was uh, noticed that, you know, the MSMEs are not getting payment on time. So there was a concept of electronic exchange, was one suggestion given by uh, in the report for report called as 100 Small Steps by the Financial Sector Reforms Committee into 2008. And uh, further to that, there was a lot of study which went on. There was a, there was a delegation which went across to Mexico. Uh, there was a, some sort of platform over there on which the uh, NAFIN platform was there, on which the Indian trades, you know, it, it's a different one, but it's still concept is coming from there. So that's uh, how the SIDB and NSE came together. And that's how the, the work group was set up. And uh, the RBI came out with the guidelines in 2014, and in 2016 the uh, the final guidelines came on TREDs on setting up the Treads exchanges, and uh, basically the TREDs, the current form is basically the brainchild of RBI, Reserve Bank of India, and Government of India. So, what is basically uh, what is uh, Treads platform? So, TREDs platform is nothing but it's a end-to-end <clears throat> digital platform which reduces the paperwork. So, basically there is the, the documents which are flowing are completely digital. The uh, the transaction process is smooth and, and the payment which is being made to the MSME is completely, you know, on the next day. So within 24 hours, the payments happen to the, uh, to the MSMEs in case the documents are accepted by the buyer and the financing is done by the financier. So end to end 24 hours, the MSME receives the payment. So what are the benefits with the MSME receives? The MSME receives the payment in 24 hours. The MSME, the money which is received by the MSME is without recourse and it's liquidity. It's pure cash and Consider that you know when an MSME uh, you know wants to start business and when he has got a, a corporate order, he has to go to a bank and he has to take a loan and the loan is given to them against a security or a collateral, and and against that they're given a loan which is not even uh, suffices to the requirement of the order player, you know player making the order. So so then here is a platform where you have the MSME has access to the multiple financiers who are vying for that particular invoice which is accepted by the buyer and especially when the buyer is a good rated corporate on the other side it is also lower the cost for the msme so you know compare it to the normal collateral based funding which the msme undergoes it is around 10 to 12 percent in today's world the if is supplying to a high rated corporate the rate would be somewhere around in the region of five to six percent as far as the financier is concerned uh, he they got the access to the broader market then this whatever happens on the threats platform, whatever financing happens, is is uh, accretive with PSL accretive, and uh, it reduces the operational cost for the financiers also. As far as the buyer is concerned, uh, the the see what happens to the buyer is it improves his cash flows, it uh, it ends up uh, enhancing the procurement terms. When I'm talking about enhancement of procurement terms, in the sense, the buyers know that you know when they are when the MSMEs are receiving the payment in ninety days, they are. Actually, loading that particular cost. So, when if they come on the trades platform, and the buyer receives the supplier receives the payment early as possible, that the buyer can you know negotiate the terms again with the supplier. So that's what we have seen in most of the relationships with the buyer has with the supplier.
0: So uh, you have in fact given a broad perspective. MSMEs, financers and buyers. Uh, in hearing it, it seems very simple. We'll go in the discussion further in detail so that we can have more clarity. So, is this platform available only for MSMEs because discounting can be done by anyone, right?
1: Yeah, currently, uh, the platform is currently available only for MSMEs, where MSMEs are the sellers. So, we are in talks with RBI to see whether we can also offer this particular platform for non-MSMEs also.
0: Okay, you have seen increasing the number of discounting happening on Tress platform in last few years but what about the benefit which MSME is receiving? Are you seeing some changing happening uh, in the ecosystem of MSMEs with the use of trades?
1: Uh, what we do is normally we take the feedback from the MSMEs also. So just to give a classic example, uh, there was a large PSU which got uh, registered on the trades platform, uh, South based. It's a basically all India uh, PSU and, and they started doing transactions for the South unit. And uh, the and it was facilitated by the uh, association of MSMEs over there. And within a period of uh, six months, some three hundred crores of discounting had happened on the trade platform. We received a letter from the the uh, you know the association saying that they have saved around three to four crores in the interest part alone. The MSMEs have saved interest to the tune of three to four crores. Plus, at the same time, you know the liquidity which is there, which is easily available to the MSME. The moment you supply the goods, you come on the platform you receive the discounting the discounted amount you receive the amount and that amount can be again put back into the business to you know to you process more orders so that itself is a growth story for the msme so we have seen that the msmes are very happy whichever msmes are on the come on the trends platform because uh, you know you're getting easy liquidity you're getting immediate cash it is there so we have seen even discounting happening for even two or three days mm
0: mm-hmm.
1: You know, so so that is what it is because it mm. because see most of the time the MSMEs have to follow up. You know, there was a survey which was conducted, and which very clearly said this MSMEs are small organizations. And if the proprietor starts wasting his time on follow up with the buyers to get his payment, then you can imagine you know how much time is getting wasted over there, and that amount is he now investing into his business, and that is very important. And at the same time, since it's a digital platform the reach uh, to the MSMEs has really expanded. So we have around, you know, MSMEs all across the country. And this ensures that the MSMEs are receiving the payment. So although the MSME might be sitting somewhere in Trivandrum and he's supplying the, the goods to the to the corporate sitting in Delhi and uh, he's receiving the payment without having to so depute someone or you have to call someone to get his payment over there. So that itself has fueled growth. And we've seen that, you know, Actually, the MSMEs are quite happy about the way uh, the threads have expanded, or rather, the threads have reached out to the MSMEs all across India.
0: That's interesting. It's a very uh, important point you've mentioned. Uh, MSMEs usually face this problem of too much work on the small team. And here, if uh, they put it in the kind of automation process that invoices uploaded on the threads, approved then you don't need to follow up until unless some major issues happens. Okay, otherwise, so you need to follow up only when you are uploading so that your buyer is aware that you are uploading the invoice. But yeah, very, uh, very important point. And also, you know, recovering the money and getting cash in hand for this product or service you have provided is one of the very big challenge for any business owner. And if you are solving that problem, major part of the business is sold and great so now msme is we understand from the indian perspective where msme definition is there they are very broad segment like revenue wise industry wide zero earning or say 10 lakh rupee earner is also an msme maybe a micro category but 250 crore turnover is also an msme okay so, which segment of MSMEs are benefiting, or could benefit for the platform? Is it available for all, or is it available for a particular section?
1: So, currently, the MSMEs, uh, so you know, the MSMEs which are supplying in the B two B space, those MSMEs are eligible, or they, these MSMEs can come on the TEDS platform because uh, let's understand one thing that you know the financiers are taking the risk not on the MSME, but they are taking the risk on the buyer to whom the supplier is, you know, supplying. So that's very important. So it's currently it is MSMEs who are in the B2B segment that they are supplying to the large corporates. They are, they are available, you know, they can come on the platform where they have the buyer on the other side and uh, up to, yeah, as what you said correctly that, you know, up to uh, MSMEs up to 250 crores can come on the trades platform of turnover. So, if it is an MSME, which is in the production of the goods or the sales or the services of the particular uh, manufacturing sector or any sector or any services sector, they can come on the trades platform, provided they have the buyer on the other side and the turnover is 250 crores, up to 250 crores as per the latest classification of MSMEs issued by the government of India.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you are saying even if there is a small uh, uh, bill of say 20,000. That also can be get discounted, is it?
1: We have discounted invoices even for hundred rupees or less than oh. that. <laughs> so, that would be so.
0: some trial, I think, <laughs> testing. No, no, trial. no.
1: In fact, in fact, uh, there are in- invoices which come on the platform which have ranged from hundred rupees to even eight crore rupees also. So, okay. so you know, so they are getting invoice, they are getting discounted uh, on the trades platform. Oh, oh,
0: that's nice. So, so there is no
1: minimal nice. amount for the invoice; it can be any okay. amount.
0: That's nice. So now let's understand, you know, uh, how the transactions the threads work for, say, a new customer who has no knowledge of your R- RXIL or threads, okay, uh, the, how it would go ahead. Now, but I'm sure you're going to use some key terms, which might not be uh, very, very simple. So if you can just first highlight some of the key terms, which will be speaking ahead.
1: See, the key terms for uh, the MSMEs would be something like a factory unit. Or what is a factoring unit so factoring unit is nothing but it's a standard nomenclature which is used on the threats platform basically it can be a single invoice or it can be multiple invoice another key term which is there is the buyer seller link the buyer seller link is basically the linkage between the buyer and the seller so that might be a scenario where the seller is selling to multiple buyers on the platform but you through this you're connecting that seller to that particular buyer and it has the terms like you know uh the intake Gives the complete details about the entire processing of trades platform. What are the, what is the cap rate? What is who is going to bear the cost? And and, and you know what is the number or tenor of the transaction, and all those things get captured over there. Then we also have a two-factor authentication. Uh, you know two levels of security. That means, uh, we first is by the Aadhaar based uh, verification and then maybe a mobile based OTP based factor of verification is done. The third part is about the agreements. The master agreement is getting executed with the with the seller and the buyer as well as the financier. Then uh, we take a letter of authorization. Letter of authorization is something which is for a proprietary firm, which gives that who is the authorizer for that particular transaction, who will be admin, who will be the person who will do the transaction. In case it's the partnership, then we take a partnership, uh, you know, declaration or whatever from the authorizer and the admin. We take a board resolution also. So these are the key terms which everyone has to, Ensure that they know about it because it's normally it's it's B A U as far as the M S M E is concerned if it's a proprietary or a partnership firm And uh, when the customer comes on the platform or the when the M S M E comes on the platform, he has to fill in some basic details like G S T N and his uh, you know the S I N number and all that. Automatically, some datas are directly pulled out by the digital uh, from the digital space from the digital stacks. And we have a digital platform wherein the most of the details the moment you pull in the G S T N number. Uh, the details are pulled up from the GSTN uh, network or, uh, you know, MCA network. So this is what it is. And then the onboarding process can get started over there.
0: The engagement of the MSME would be at two level main. When is the person is getting onboarded on your platform? Kind of a say in simple language, we say account opening process. Okay. And uh, second is whenever their invoices are coming and they have to put across on your platform to receive the money okay so we can begin with the first point how does the process of registering or opening an account on your platform happens could you just take us through that
1: yeah so so the threats platform primarily is a digital platform where only th- where the three parties are involved there are three participants on the platform so one participant primarily is the seller which is the msme as per the criteria by the government So up to 250 crores turnover, the MSME can come on the trades platform. And the second one is a buyer who is buying the goods from the MSME. And the third party is the financier. So the financier also needs to get registered. So all these three parties have to get registered on the trades platform. They have a one-time agreement which needs to be executed. So every MSME has to execute a one-time agreement for once. And that agreement is only with the exchange. So the MSME... You know, MSME uh, uh, gets registered, the buyer gets registered and the financier gets registered. So, this is a one-to-many or many-to-one platform kind of a scenario where there might be a one seller, MSME seller, who might be selling to many buyers. Or there might be a buyer who's procuring from many sellers on the trades platform. So, normally what happens is the since it is buyer-driven, so the MSME comes on the platform Uh, when it is buyer who tells that you know he he gets registered now why should the buyer get registered on the trades platform Uh, the government of india has made it mandatory that all the corporates above 500 crores turnover have to come on the trades platform so that's why the corporates are coming and and getting registered on the trades platform now the corporates also have their msme ecosystem which they refer it to us and once they have referred them to us we 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 get them registered on the trades platform now when we do the registration what does that mean we do the full kyc because we are a regulated entity and our kyc is you know uh, it's akin to almost opening an account with the with the trades platform you know because as correctly said by you so we do the full kyc in that kyc we execute the uh, agreement which is like an application form which he has to fill in uh, we and uh, he uh, we could Take the complete KYC details about who's going to operate, uh, who are the authorized signatories, who are going to operate the platform and, and so on and so forth. So we have to do the full KYC of the, plat- uh, the, the MSME. He gets registered by executing the agreement. And then second part is about the buyer. Sale. Buyer also the same one, uh, same thing. And the seller and the financier also the same thing. They have to get registered on the trades platform. And uh, once that is done, now there is a buyer-seller link which is created.
0: Let's take a quick break. MSMEs and startups are looking for various kinds of support and upgrade. Are you a product service provider, expert advisor, consultant, mentor for MSMEs and startups? Do reach out to MSME Talk to list your business. Check the link in the description. So you have explained the first part, how to do the account opening process, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. now we are going to move to the second part where the real invoicing, uploading, etc. is happening and what are the terms. Okay. So now, uh, Ketan, uh, moving on to the second part of my question where how the uploading of invoicing happens and the process related to that. So you have already explained to us that three counterparties involved in it. And then moving on to the process where how the uploading of invoices and real discounting happens. Okay, so that's how the onboarding and so what about when the real uh you know transaction happens? How does it?
1: Yeah, so the transaction so once the once the onboarding is done and once the registration is done and once the buyer seller link has been established, then uh then the entire process of uh, the discounting happens. So our relationship will guide the msme on how to do the transactions on the trades platform how to upload the invoices and then then is the real uh, story starts so the msme uploads the invoices uh, on the trades platform then the in the immediately as per the buyer seller link it goes to the buyer who accepts those invoices and once the invoices are accepted by the buyer there is an acceptance required because once it is accepted and once it is financed the buyer cannot come back and say that you know uh, it i cannot pay or there are some issues with the goods or whatever it is that's why the buyer's acceptance is very important so once the buyer has accepted the invoices it becomes a factoring unit and it becomes visible to the financier till that time it is not visible so once it is visible to the financier now they looking at the credit grade of the buyer now the financier starts bidding for it so there are multiple financiers who like that corporate who say that you know i can take these invoices i can bid for these invoices i can finance those invoices so they start voting the quoting the rates so there is a mechanism where the bidding happens someone will quote at 5.5 someone will quote at 5.4 or someone will quote at 5.7 so the financier so the the supplier has the option to choose whichever rate he wants so tomorrow normally if you are the seller You will choose the best rate if you are going to bear the cost you will choose the best rate as far as you are concerned you'll take the minimal rate over there and you take that rate and then once you've done that once you've done the acceptance of that particular factory unit which has been bid by the financier then the next day the payment will happen to the supplier now how the payment will happen to the supplier is by we we debit the financier there is a settlement mechanism happens wherein a debit goes to the financier and a credit happens to the supplier now, on the due date, we have a NASH mandate which has been taken from the buyer at the time of registration. So, we do not wait for the buyer to make the payment. The debit goes to, a debit authority has been given. So, accordingly, a debit file goes to his account and debits his account and the financer gets credited. So, that's how the entire transaction happens uh, within the realms of the trade trades.
0: Okay. While you were explaining that, I was thinking when you mentioned uh, you take a mandate of NASH, uh, which we can... T- uh,
1: understand what NACH ex- exactly is. NACH is the, uh, is NACH mandate is the debit authority which has been given by the buyer to debit mm-hmm. his account on the particular due date. It's a debit authority. Okay. It's okay. a clearing house, you know, automated okay. system.
0: Got it just like an EMI mandate. If I am taking a home loan,
1: yeah, earlier you used to give ECS, now you end up giving a NACH mandate wherein they get debit your account on the particular for that particular EMI. They pull the money on their account, you don't have to pay.
0: So, now you have explained to us that who, buyers typically, corporates, uh, high rated corporates can come. Okay, uh, so anything else you would like to appraise related to buyers, corporate, government department can make use of credits.
1: So the government has made it mandatory that any corporate above five hundred crores turnover has to necessarily get registered on the trades platform. So so they have to come on the trades platform and get started. If they have MSMEs to whom from whom they are buying, then they should get registered and they should start the transactions.
0: Okay, got it. Is there any penalty involved here if a uh, corporate is not registering on trades?
1: As of now, no. But uh, there is a follow-up going on from the uh, Ministry of Corporate Affairs also. There is okay. no penalty involved. Uh, but yeah, it's a compliance issue.
0: Compliance issue. Okay. So now, uh, what about the finances? Uh, here, there's a very big role financiers are playing because ultimately, they are the one who is paying the money. So which financiers are eligible to come on the pl- platform? Is there some eligibility criteria for them?
1: So the TREDs guidelines have already specified the financials which can come on the platform. So currently there are scheduled commercial banks which can come on the TREDs platform. which Scheduled commercial banks involve the private sector, public sector and the MNC banks which can come on the trades platform as well as the NBFC factoring companies can come. But as per the latest factoring guidelines amendment, factoring uh, act amendment, even the NBFCs also can come on the platform. So other NBFCs which uh, need to take the certificate of registration from rbi and they can also come on the trades platform for doing the factoring business on the trades platform so now with the factoring act amended uh you can see a more whole lot of uh uh, also coming
0: so now uh, ketan as of today how many financiers would be registered on your platform
1: we have around 49 financiers uh, who have got registered so 49 financiers includes the public sector private sector and mnc banks as well as factory companies
0: Okay, okay. And what would be the some ballpark number range of MSMEs take, uh registered on your platform?
1: Around ten thousand plus MSMEs, are got registered, there are buyers around eight hundred to nine hundred buyers. Nine hundred buyers have got registered on the trades platform. This includes even the PSUs. Uh, there is a government of Goa has also got registered on the trades platform.
0: Okay. So now, uh, tell me. If there's a corporate, who is a foreign entity? Because many of the MSMEs does uh, exports. Uh, so, one is export, one is uh, maybe the foreign entities buying in India. So, are these uh, buyers eligible for trash platform? Can MSME discount those invoices also?
1: MSMEs, uh, rather MNCs which have set up foot in India and which have operations in India, they also have to come on the trash platform. So, they can, any MNC which uh, procures from MSMEs, they need to get registered on the TRETS platform. So they are, they are eligible. They can come on the TRETS platform.
0: This is not eligible for export related.
1: Currently, the TRETS platform is only for domestic uh, tar- transactions. We are working on setting up an export platform also. We have got the approval from, or rather I would say, we have got the approval for sandbox testing for doing the exports transactions, exports and imports transaction, International Financing trade transactions uh, in the gift city. So we are working on that particular platform also.
0: Okay, interesting. That so one thing I would like to know, Ketan here, how's the handholding process done for MSME? Uh, why I'm asking this? Reason being because nowadays everything is going on online platforms. So people uh, have call centers or chatbots to their resorts. Most of the places we are talking to robots. Yeah, we don't we don't have human outside, and we ask question A, they answer C because that's what. How is your platform working in case you know MSME who doesn't understand exactly to do the things and all?
1: So currently, currently uh, it's not reached to that scale where you know you need to employ the chatbots or whatever. So what we have is we have training manuals plus we also. Uh, you know, train the MSMEs on how to upload the invoices. So it's a very simple process where, and, and if you look at the platform also, it's very self-explanatory platform. So once you have explained it to the MSME, uh, then he starts uploading the invoices. Or sometimes we give them the contact number of the relationship manager who's to be contacted, who can upload, or you can help them in uploading these invoices. And we also, and the moment the, um, see the MSME job is only to the extent of uploading the invoices. and and the buyers get accepted once the buyer has accepted it then he has to just wait for the payment it is as simple as that
0: the buyer the corporate uh gets how many days to repay
1: so normally normally as per the msmed act the msme has to receive the payment within 45 days so see as per the msmed act the corporate has to make the payment to the msme within 45 days yeah so and if it does not accept this invoices in 40 or 43 days, then we expire those invoices and the invoices go back to the, you know, they get rejected or they get expired in the system. So now the MSME is unpaid till now. Then the invoices go back to the MSMEs, and then MSME has to follow up separately with the corporate to make the payment.
0: So is it unaccepted? So you are saying the invoice is not accepted or invoice is no, or the money is not paid?
1: Invoice is not accepted. Okay. If the invoice is not accepted then the financing will not happen or there might be other cases also where the invoices are accepted by the buyer but the financier is not willing to finance it because either his limits have got full or he might not be willing to take a further credit exposure on that particular buyer
0: okay there
1: might be some news or where the credit rating has gone down or something like that so then in such cases also these invoices get expired and those invoices are then uh, go back to the supplier and now the supplier has to take it up with the uh, buyer to get his payment done.
0: Okay. So, this is basically you are saying this can happen up to till 43rd or 44th day.
1: 43rd day. So,
0: okay. So, maybe there could be some rare scenarios. The discounting might get delayed or might not happen till 43rd day.
1: Correct. Correct. But this also gives the advantage to the buyer. So, in the what we have seen it in the... In the you know, in the COVID times that uh buyers have extended their payment terms where they're willing to make the payment up to, up to 180 days, you know, where in the MSME receive the payment within the 35 days or 45 days. And then the MS the corporate can make the payment on the 180th day or the extended period.
0: So they were getting extended uh, time from the financer. Correct. But MSME was getting payment instead of three to four days, they were getting within say 30 days or so
1: yeah so basically see uh, let's say uh, the msme what happens is you know like let's say the msme is completely dependent on the corporate to receive the payment correct now today if the corporate is facing some liquid scenario or where the liquidity is not there with the corporate he might not make the payment to the buyer to the seller so here is a scenario where he puts his invoices on the trades platform the msme gets the payment immediately Immediately. In the sense, whenever it is loaded, mm-hmm. he gets a payment and the corporate gets an extended period up to 135 days or 180 days.
0: Okay, got it. So, do you see, uh, you know, any challenge in the acceptance process by the buyer? So, you have said that if buyer doesn't accept the invoice, what can happen to the buyer? Is it just some kind of a
1: penalty? See, usually the corporates have a well-defined mechanism, you know, where the moment uh, the invoices are made, then they wait for the invo- the goods to come to their, uh, go down or come to the warehouse and they receive a GRN note. And once the GRN note is received, then the buyer, uh, you know, makes the accepts these invoices. But there are certain instances the buyer might not be interested in, you know, uh, coming on the and accepting the invoices uh, on the platform. So whether the buyer gets penalized for that, as of now, no whether they can get penalized in the future date possibility yes uh, whether the ministry is considering it if there is a possibility because at the end of the day look the government's uh, government is trying to see how can we ensure the buyers make the payment to the msmes how can the buyers you know the msmes get the payment on time so that that continues to be the issue which is still uh, you know waiting to be resolved
0: okay so I'm sure something should come out of that. While interacting with MSMEs, uh, we do hear various challenges they face. So one of the challenge which uh, they have mentioned is bias discourages MSME to use Trudge platform as payment in forty five days as per the MSME Act clause becomes not formal and their you know account gets debited after forty five days. So hence MSME don't come to Trudge for fear of losing that particular client. So what can be done about this? Let's take a quick break. Hey, MSME Talk listeners, hope you have not missed subscribing to our newsletter for the latest news, blogs, podcast updates. Check the link in the description. We don't spam your inbox and hence, we do have one of the highest rate of newsletter opening in the industry.
1: So look uh, the government is completely aware of the fact that they're trying to do something out of, about it you know so so currently what happens is that the buyer it's completely dependent on the buyer to accept those invoices and make the payment but what we have seen is the increased uptick of the trades platform in the last corona scenario in the corona scenario we saw that the corporates are willing to come on the threats platform to see how the msmes can get the payment on time it also helped them in managing their own liquidity because, see, sometimes what happens that, you know, he has to make the payment on this side to the supplier, but whether he has realized his goods, whether he realized the payment for his goods, which he, he sold, right? So, there was a scenario where the corporates had not received the payment because of the close down on the stops and close down on the, you know, many units and industrial units altogether. So, but this platform gave, got an opportunity or they got an opportunity to extend the payment terms. So, it's a win win situation for both. But again, it's a it's a it's an issue which uh, needs to be tackled by the government that, you know, they have to make it mandatory or to ensure that the corporates come on the trade platform and start doing the acceptance of the uh, of the invoices and, you know, and make the payment to the uh, to the MSMEs.
0: Okay, so now in case of finances, are the finances same across all platforms or is there any exclusivity there?
1: no the all the financiers are there on the, all the platforms so they can uh, they can they get registered so what happens normally is that the when it's new for any particular financier then he gets registered on one or two platforms first to see how it is working and once he finds that there is a uh, you know great use case so then they uh, then they get registered on all the three platforms okay right now all the platform all the financiers who are there on our platform they all there on the other two platforms as well mm-hmm. and vice versa
0: so now, uh, what is the current rate of interest going on trust platform typically at which invoices are getting discounted?
1: See, the current range is between 6% to 8.5%.
0: Okay.
1: The range. Okay. But there are large AAA rated corporates who can get the rates uh, below 4.5% to 5%. And there would be triple b rated corporates who can get rates in the region of 85 half to 9%. So the range is quite wide. But uh, there are some exceptions where the large corporates... There is a huge competition between for large corporates' uh, invoices.
0: So, they actually get a discounting at below 5% also.
1: Yeah. And that's a, beneficially, a beneficial uh, thing for the MSME.
0: Yes. Yes. If they are if supplying to the LA, uh, AAA client. Correct. So, uh, on an average, what is the success rate of an invoice uh, to get financed?
1: I would say around 90
0: to 95%. Okay. So, does it really take up to 40 to 43 days or typically in how many days a reward comes at Invoice is accepted or not accepted?
1: Normally, the average time, yeah, normally the average tenor or the time is uh, three to four days because it's dependent on the buyer accepting it okay. or the financier you know bidding for it but normally what we have seen it's become like a well-oiled machinery that once the corporates uh, start doing the discounting and when the corporates start accepting the invoices it normally happens on the same day itself so if you ask me how many invoices get uploaded and the same invoices get discounted on the same day it's hardly some cases where exceptions are there where the msme's uh, invoices are not accepted by the buyer or sometimes the financing has not happened for that particular invoice okay
0: so how these financiers take taking this risk on financing without recourse which you mentioned earlier they are not asking for any collateral or any security or something and they're giving money to the msme and they're not even taking anything from the uh, from the buyer also
1: see let us be very clear that you know at the end of the day what is getting financed the end Mm -hmm. of the day the supply chain is getting financed Mm -hmm. and for any corporate uh, or for any uh, you know company to sustain it has to ensure that it has the list of suppliers or it has the suppliers which supply to them so so very clearly that you know the sub the trade finance or the the suppliers are the first priority for any corporate to ensure that you know their payment is not uh, disturbed so the financiers are taking a credit risk on the large corporates or the corporates which are coming on the platform so they see the credit worthiness of the corporate if the corporate is uh, you know uh, it's a uh, low rated then they might not be willing to take so much of risk but when it is a top rated corporate then they are willing to take a risk at the same time we also have a nsch mandate now nsch mandate also is very clear that we have a debit authority from the corporate to you know make the payment on the due date to receive the payment on the due date so that itself is a it's a big thing for the finance at the same time let's also appreciate the fact that you know uh on the due date we there is not a single day default day, unless the corporate is going for some willful default or the corporate is you know not willing to pay or something like that otherwise it ensures that you know the corporates are ensuring that they have the payment on that particular due date when the account is getting debited on that particular due date because again it follows the same default mechanism for any bank let's say for an example if you've done a bill discounting for a corporate on a particular due for a particular due date if the funds are not there on that particular due date, then the, it gets reported as an OD bill and it follows the same process of default mechanism where SMA 0, SMA 1, SMA 2 and then NPA. So the same process gets reported and and, and the moment, uh, you know, the default or the delay happens and if it gets reported into SMA 0 or SMA 1, all the bankers to that particular corporate get intimated. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, the credit uh, team keeps a watch on that also.
0: Okay, so now uh, is there any kind of a limit to how many invoices can be financed on the trust platform for any particular MSME who is registered or is there any limit to the amount that MSME can get the discounting done if or, you know, is there something which finances puts a limit or your platform puts a limit? And is there a mechanism where MSME can log in and check it how much limit is available in their platform? How does it
1: There work? is no such uh, limit as such. So they can do any number of uh, invoices on the platform provided. Coming back to the amount of the invoices which can get discounted, uh, the amount of invoices can get discounted from hundred rupees to You know, any amount which the MSME wants to put on the platform. But currently, the limit is up to 1 crore. That limit of 1 crore, NAC's mandate authority was given for 1 crore. Now that 1 crore has become 3 crores. So that is the maximum amount of that each invoice which can get uh, billed over there on the TRETS platform.
0: Is there any kind of a dashboard available, visible to the MSME?
1: yeah he gets to know that how much because there are certain times where uh, the msmes limits are also set up for example a particular bank will say that you know for any supplier let's say if i have given for any bar let's say if a bank has given a limit of 10 crores so they will they might also have a cap for the supplier wise cap also supplier wise cap in the sense they'll say a single supplier should not be more than 25%. So, okay. to ensure that, you know, there is a, there is no concentration risk on a particular supplier. So, that kind of a limits are also set up on a particular supplier for that particular buyer. Let's say if a buyer has got a 10 crores limits, then they will say 25% should not be, then no, no supplier should be exceeding 25 crores. So-
0: Will this number be visible to MSME on their screen or they will come to know only after putting across the invoice and then they will be said that they know you cannot get invoice discounted because this is the reason? Or beforehand only they will be able to see this?
1: Beforehand only they will be able to see it.
0: That can impact uh, that seller strategy also.
1: Seller strategy to you know supply to that particular buyer.
0: Yes, yes. Okay, so that way you are actually providing a very good information to that seller correct does invoice discounting at uh, your platforms impact the working capital limits which these uh, msmes have with the banks
1: see it does not impact the working capital limit but at the same time we have to ensure as a regulated entity that the, there is no double financing which happens yeah for example you know he might have taken a drawing power against a certain set of receivables from that bank so what is ensuring what do we do so we ensure that when the when the financing happens The proceeds are credited to the Working Capital Bank of the MSME. Okay. So, the proceeds are routed to the Working Capital Bank of the MSME to ensure that, you know, the bank is not deprived of the funds which are there for the discount. Otherwise, there might be a case of, you know, double financing which can happen where he is taking the financing.
0: Okay. So, my question was related to that only that how we are ensuring that such kind of thing is not happening.
1: See, we don't take an NOC because NOC, getting an NOC might be a difficult task. But what we ensure is that when we are doing the due diligence of that particular supplier, yeah. we ask for the banker's details.
0: Okay.
1: And and if it's a CC and I, if, he says, if he says, no, I don't have a bank, then we'll say, okay, fine. If it's a current account which you need to be credited, then uh, you please give us a chartered accountant certificate that you are not drawing from any working capital banker. But most mm-hmm. of the time, you see any supplier or any MSME would definitely have a banking arrangement.
0: Yes. He would have yeah. a
1: banking arrangement where he's drawn and, the working capital.
0: Yes, and there could be multiple uh, banks also. They may not, might Correct. not be a consortium, so that could be. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So to be yeah. ensure that you know we we always check his account statement to see that there's a CC account or a cash you know, OD yeah. account or whatever, and we ensure that the funds go to that particular account.
0: Got it. Uh, can MSME seller go to all three trades platform with the same invoice at the same time in hope of whoever does the funding fast?
1: Yeah, see, uh, the three exchanges are, uh, you know, he, they can go to all the three sellers and uh, to all the three exchanges and he can uh, load these invoices on the three platform. But the beauty of the thing is that, you know, we have a dedupe mechanism set up between the three exchanges. So the moment the invoices get financed, or the moment the invoices get accepted on one particular invoices after the bidding is done, then the the other two exchanges get, the the, the invoices on that particular exchange gets locked. So that means there is a dedupe mechanism which is set up between the three banks. It's a blockchain mechanism which we have. So it ensures that the invoices are not financed doubly on any other platform. If it is financed on my platform, it will not get financed on the other platform.
0: Uh, is there any limit applicability also per client? For example, if the client, there's a limit on one trade platform, the client can go to second platform, third platform to increase that limit. You
1: no, know, Normally the same financiers are there. So they have a, they have a limited appetite on that particular corporate or they have good appetite on the all the corporates or whatever. So they can, so the MSME can go if the invoices are not financed on one particular platform. They can load the invoices on another other platform also to see if it's uploaded already there on the platform. But well, normally we don't see that.
0: Okay, now you were mentioning that if your uh, invoice is getting, you know, discounted at one platform, then other two platforms cannot discount that and because of the data mechanism sharing you are doing through blockchain. Okay, correct. Now, current, suppose there's any invoice which has got rejected on your platform. What will happen? Can that MSME take that invoice to another platforms and get it discounted? At least can make an effort to discount it?
1: See if it has got rejected, it might be the reason that there might be an insufficient limits or it is not financed on the political platform if it is not financed then he, he is free to take the invoice on the other platform where if it is if the limits are available he can get it discounted okay. it can, it does not get rejected rejected can happen only on two cases where rejected mm-hmm. happens rejection happens where the uh, the buyer has not accepted the invoices. Okay. Or the second case is where the buyer is accepted but the financier has not financed it.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, su- suppose that financier is not accepted on your platform. Uh, MSME can take it to other platforms but chances you are saying would be very less because financiers are typically same across all the platforms. Correct. So, if corporate buyer defaults or delays in payment, what is the impact on the MSME seller?
1: See, as what we said, it's completely a without-recourse program. Uh, there is no actually any. There is no impact on the On the seller. In case the buyer defaults. So it's a buyer. Who gets reported to the SMA 0. SMA 1. And all the default mechanism. Happens. Only for the buyer. And nothing for the seller. Seller has already got his money. And it's converted into cash.
0: Got it. So because everything is linked to the. uh, Buyer's credit. So the. Any impact which is going to happen. Is to the buyer. Correct. Now. What is the history of defaults and treads. Since you are operating since last. I think five years now. What have you all come across as a percentage and absolute
1: numbers? In terms of percentage, I would say that, look, uh, whenever you talk about trade, trade, I'm not talking of trades. So when you talk about trade, that whenever there's an underlying trade, the default rate is always less or always minimal. And the same thing we have seen it in the, particularly for the trades exchanges also. In the last three years, uh, last five years, uh, from the time of inception, uh, the three platforms they would have crossed something like 70,000 crores. And hardly 350 crores to 400 crores would have got defaulted. And that too also, the 350 crores is due to a large corporate, uh, which is, you know, in the process of getting paid. Uh, so so apart from that, uh, there are no major defaults, which we have seen on the TRETS platform. Even during the COVID times, there were delays. But there were no defaults.
0: That's nice. So if I summarize this particular part, uh, for any invoice which is coming on TRETS, the probability of getting financed is around 92 to 95%. So, that's the benefit to what MSME gets. And from the perspective of defaults, which is related to the financers, there's a very less percentage of default you have seen, which is hardly 300, 350 crore out of 70,000 crore over the last few years. So, that's the benefit what financers get.
1: Correct, correct. In fact, it is the lowest... Default rate as compared to the normal defaults which they have in a normal loan process.
0: Yes, yes, agreed, agreed. So now if we talk about the industry numbers, so average MSME monthly turnover in India would be how much?
1: Even the government will not have the data of the monthly turnover for the MSME. You know, because MSME is a very vast area in the sense you include a Pant also as an MSME. What is seen is a credit gap? And the credit gap for MSMEs is running into billions of dollars, you know, it is running as per the last IFC, you know, fifty thousand crores or the data was there that, you know, that is the credit working capital, you know, working capital gap, which is there. I would say that that is the opportunity for the TREDs platform for financing.
0: Yes, right. But TREDs is not providing the entire credit gap, right, to MSMEs. They are only solving one part of it, which is related to discounting of certain Correct. Uh, because the remaining of their credit care will be taken care of by the bank, through so their project loans or term loans or various working capital and other financings. Correct. Uh, you have captured a very small percentage of the market, right?
1: Yeah, so we have not We have not. We have not even scratched the surface. You know, when we are talking, when you are priding ourselves, saying that, you know, look, we are doing crore, 1500 crores 1, cro- per month. Uh, we have not even scratched the surface. We, you know, I would like to say that, you know, we'll be happy if we were to doing around seven to 8,000 crores per month.
0: Geography-wise, industry five, is there something specifically your experience of last five years shows the major gap is there, which is like a most low-hanging market or sector for you or uh, geographical location for you?
1: In fact, uh, you know, we have this 10,000 MSMEs which have been very well spread all across the country, you know. So, we have across all the geographies in India and across industries, we have more than 10,000 MSMEs. And these MSMEs come from some 750 cities in India, tier 2 or tier 3 cities or tier 1 cities also. And they come also from industries like, you know, real estate, infra, oil, FMCG, pharma, textile. So, almost every industry is covered now.
0: Could you share more about the recent like regulation, if any, have come up in the industry, which is impacting RXIA or trades platform or the MSMEs?
1: So uh, quite a few, quite a few are there. So so the Factoring Act has got amended. So Factoring Act also allows, uh, you know, the NBFCs, which I've already covered in the earlier scenario that uh, now the NBFCs also can come on the trades platform which was not allowed earlier because only NBFC factors were allowed. So that will increase the liquidity on the TRETS platform. Then uh, it uh, also the Natch mandate, which was earlier for only 1 crore, now that has got extended to 3 crores. Uh, so that, that means the MSMEs don't have to break their invoices or the goods they're supplying. Plus, there is something which is worked out between uh, IRDA, you know, uh, Insurance uh, Regulatory Development Authority, where they've allowed uh, insurance to come on the TRETS platform. On a digital uh, discounting platform like trade so we are working we've already done the sandbox testing on how can uh, the insurance as a product can work on the platform Where then that means it gives additional security to the financier to go to the lower rated corporates also so we are working with rbi to see how that you know credit insurance can come on the trades platform where the financiers can take risk on the buyers which are low rated and allow the transaction, so that is also can give additional liquidity to the to the trades platform, and at the same time, it can get liquidity to the MSMEs who normally don't get financed on the trades platform. So,
0: as of now, at present, which credit rating corporates get financed on TRETS platform? Which is the financier's favorite? Triple A to lowest below which rating?
1: Up to the, you know triple B, triple B, triple B. Also, see they, the it goes on reducing. So, the appetite goes on reducing. So, up to triple B plus, you know, triple B plus the MS, the finances are quite come.
0: Okay. So, if your uh, credit insurance, trade credit insurance starts now, so in that case, your triple B market will open up to come on dreads. Correct. And I think that would be a very big opportunity because a lot of MSMEs would be supplying to this market.
1: Correct, correct, absolutely. So again, yeah. So again, it's something new. Credit insurance is something new. It was there earlier in the ten years back, but it was stopped, and now it is again started. And but we also have to keep it in mind that you know, look, when when you outside the country, outside India, insurance is taken as one of the major factor for promoting trade.
0: Yeah.
1: I uh, uh, you know because when I am let's say if I am supplying to you. And if I don't know you and but some insurance company is ready to take a call on you, then I'll rely on that insurance and supply to you. So that's how it happens. So here also the same scenario we're working on. So let's see, we are waiting for, we have already done the sandbox testing and we're waiting for RBI to come out with the guidelines on coming, you know, getting the insurance company as a fourth participant on the TREX platform.
0: Okay, so maybe six months to one year plus.
1: Uh,
0: very nice. So now you had also mentioned about the uh, Factoring Regulation Act Amendment, which allows NBFCs on the trade platform. Could you just throw some more light on this particular point that what change it is going to bring from the financier's perspective and MSME's perspective? And how many you know uh, new financiers you are expecting to come on your platform?
1: see earlier as per the uh the trades guidelines only the nbfc factors would come on the trades platform now with uh, the guidelines or uh, the factoring Act getting amended uh the nbfc's also can come on the platform so what does it mean so that means there might be certain nbc there are banks which are taking only limited risk on the particular corporate so the, with this nbfc's coming in there are NBFCs which are specialized into special sectors. So there might be an NBFC which is very, uh, you know, comfortable with the building infrastructure or there might be some certain NBFCs which might be very comfortable with medical supplies or, you know, or, uh, or auto sector. So, you know, these are the NBFCs which will come on the trade platform and they know the business in and out. So they are willing to take the risk on the pla- on the on the lower rated corporates also the pricing will definitely be higher but at the same time uh, you know they are willing to take the risk of for, for the uh, lower rated corporates so that's what we are saying that this will increase the liquidity on the trades platform for lower rated corporates as a result of uh, this new regulation how many NBFCs will come in as per the new uh, RBI guidelines uh, which have come in effect for the Factoring Act Amendment uh, 182 NBFCs are eligible now as per the guidelines and they will come and uh, they have to apply to RBI for a certificate of registration. And once they have applied for the certificate of registration, then they can come and, you know, start doing the factoring business or they can come on the trips platform also.
0: Okay. So, are we seeing a very big number out of this 180?
1: They have to apply. So, we are seeing uh, increased response. So, they have to apply and they have to, uh, you know, take the certificate. So, RBI also has given guidelines. So, for that particular... Uh, mm-hmm. Criteria also that uh, they have to be non-deposit taking and uh, uh, NBFC. Then uh, they have to have the net owned funds of 5 crores and their minimum asset base should be 1000 crores and above. So then they have to apply for. So these three criteria.
0: There is a possibility that 50 plus NBFCs can come on your platforms.
1: Correct. Correct.
0: But that will also depend on whether they are ready to do this product or not. Because it's also about uh, the cost of their borrowing. Correct. So, Ketan, okay, this change you are practically seeing to come into reality in how many months?
1: See, the Factoring Act got amended in uh, 2021, September. RBI came into the guidelines now uh, in January. And now I would say that it will take another 3-4 months to... For the nbfc because see, NBFCs also have to go back to the drawing board and decide whether they want to come on the platform or whether they you know they have to apply for the car say, certificate of registration then i would say i would give it another two three months for them to envision that they have to go or some nbfc's have already gone for the certificate of registration so
0: maybe six to eight months you will start seeing more nbfc's getting registered on the treads platform and uh, if we see their product alignment costing and approval so at least out of 180 20 25 should able to think through to come out on your platforms hopefully
1: you're 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 bang on
0: (laughs) okay one of the another uh, update which you gave is about a nash mandate which is three crore limit and i'm sure you guys are trying to push for much higher limits also and
1: uh, yeah, yeah, ideal scenario is 5 crores, but our okay. decided that, you know, uh, 3 crores. So, so we are waiting for, you know, so let's, let's see, but we will go ahead with 3 crores now okay. and see how it is working. And then like uh, what we see is that, you know, the regulator is quite uh, uh, pr- tracking the progress and they are also amenable for changes.
0: Got it. So now there's, uh, you know, in a sense, we call it your platform as a marketplace. Where you are bringing the financers, you are bringing the sellers, and you are bringing the buyers. Correct. Now there would be similar players in the market, uh, in the lending market, making up a marketplace for you over okay. similar product. You have a support of government institutions, Schedule Bank, SIDBI, ICICI Bank, State Bank, RBI, and all those things. But those will be the people who will not, who will be private sector, maybe. Okay.
1: Unregulated.
0: Unregulated. Would you call them unregulated?
1: As of now, yes. As but for the why? Lending, why are they
0: not for? Are they not uh, governed by RBI regulation?
1: I would not say so. Okay. So we are. Why am I saying I'm uh, unregulated? In the sense, we have, when we uh, we are a regulated entity. We get inspected by RBI, uh, and uh, you know, uh, and uh, we are governed by the RBI certificate of authorization which is given these okay. platforms do not have so i would say that okay. is what we are okay that is what we are but now the latest uh, guidelines or digital lending is also yeah. being worked upon under which the rbs trying to get all the unregulated entities under that ambit.
0: okay so you're saying the marketplace which are existing in private sector who are also doing the similar kind of job of bringing the financers and the buyers and the sellers on the platform, they have to come under the regulatory aspect once RBI comes up with the regulation. But who are these players? Can you share some of the names, other platforms who are into a similar kind of work which they are doing it?
1: Look, you would hear about the Credex, TradeCred, credit, credit cash Cashflow. So, you know, these are the companies which are there.
0: So, are they doing it themselves as discounting? Or they are just a marketplace.
1: I would say they are a marketplace where they do the. See, for example, tomorrow you might have some excess cash, mm-hmm. and you want to, you know, want to deploy that. Mm-hmm. So this is what some of the platforms are doing. That so, you know they have, and they will say, okay, fine. Uh, you have an invoice of uh, a particular company, which needs to be financed. Now the supplier has come and given this invoices. That then it needs to be discounted. So, if you are assured a return of ten percent, twelve percent, you would want to, you know, you would want to go and uh, take the risk on that particular uh, corporate.
0: Okay, okay. So, you are saying they are also uh, giving a opportunity to HNI investors to invest in the invoice discounting product is one of the investments.
1: Correct. At the same time, there might be bankers also. Banks also would yes. be yes, and
0: banks also HNI is depending on the risk who wants to take how much. Okay, that is yeah. That's one of the things. So maybe the market which is related to triple B and below market uh, would be using all these platforms to get the invoices discounted through the finances which are in form of HNI's or ultra HNI's or other investors or maybe some other NBFCs who would be willing to take that kind of risk. Correct. Okay. So now tell me, are these marketplaces? Have the same options available related to you like Nash, 45 days guideline of doing a debit and uh, those kind of benefits?
1: I don't think. but Yeah, but they, I think they take a debit authority from the corporate or the corporate they, pays on, on the due date.
0: Okay. And uh, what about the do which is blockchain uh, method of using?
1: I don't think that's it.
0: A... You three platforms are working in a way that you have information floating, right? There's no... Uh, there's a transparency is there which actually solves a very big problem of any frauds happening correct now these platforms are working on isolations or they have also developed some kind of check
1: see they will have the inbuilt mechanism of risk over there also that you know look there are digitally digitally uh, there are many available options that today if an invoice is generated there is an e-way bill also which is generated Mm-hmm. Whether I can do the checking based on that also it is possible. So, there is a possibility that they might be employing high-end techniques over there also.
0: Any other entity which is uh, doing a similar marketplace thing, clients who are doing exports?
1: So, clients who are doing exports, uh, there are entities like uh, SBI Factors. Then uh, you have India Factoring Company for exports, they are doing that. Uh, but it's bilateral, it's not platform. Okay. and the same thing you would talk about Volofen, drip capital. Okay. You know, these are the companies which are actually going and doing the financing, but it's a bilateral financing in the sense they do the financing. It's not yes. a platform. Yes, exactly. So they are they are
0: they are the lender for invoice discounting the for Absolutely. exporters.
1: Yeah, but the one which we are coming on the on the in the IT IFSC will be something similar to TREDS where we will have the Banks, multiple banks which will again go for bidding.
0: Yeah. So, basically that would be a marketplace. Yeah. So, where in fact these uh, players like Brip or Predex or Six, the names which you gave can, also, be, come. can also come as a finances there. Correct. So, in fact, Ketan, uh, pretty interesting uh, episode we had and we learned a lot of uh, new things from you for our listeners on invoice discounting. And I am sure some of them will make use of it. Uh, now going towards the last section of our episode we would love to learn from you long-term guiding principles for our entrepreneurs
1: see i will uh, keep it uh, i mean i will say that look i have been uh, following this msme is quite and uh, msme world you know Uh, so i would say that you know first of all when you it's very important that you select your buyers very well you know you have to be very clear on the buyer it necessarily need not be a top-end name because these many of the times what happens is sometimes uh, these are the people who you know don't pay on time or uh, they take advantage of the fact that they're at a very high place from the supplier so it's very important for the for the supplier or the msme i'm talking from the msme world that they do their receivables management very promptly because most of the time most of the MSMEs end up winding up their operations because of that. That if they don't receive the payment on time and there is no receivables, then they end up winding up their businesses. They have to write it up. It's a loss scenario. Then I would say that, you know, they have to keep the channel open with the buyers. I'm looking at it again from the buyer's perspective. They have to keep the channel open with the buyers to see whether they are willing to come on the TREDs platform, a platform like TREDs, where you know where they can come they can get the bills discounted and they get get the money and that's how they will look at it and the third one is always about continuous improvement that you know innovation continuous improvement look out what is happening look out how what kind of digital platforms are coming over here because look i have been an international trade finance guy you know we we have been i've been prior to my uh, current avatar we have been working on export-import financing but export-import financing is very staid and very very uh, logical very i would say that it's completely document focused but when you look at trades it's completely digital and 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 this kind of platform is not there anywhere. so it is very important for the msmes or the startup entrepreneurs to ensure what kind of funding options are available for them you know so that is also continuous improvement for them rather than going to a bank is there option available for me to go to a digital company where i can get the payment faster enough and and that's what I would say that look it will be financial management which is the receivables management which is very important because that is also important that that has that led to the death of many corporates or startups you know second one is keep the channel open with the buyers to see whether they are willing to come on that any platform like a digital platform where they can get money and continuous improvement in in this financial space I would say
0: Great. So, very uh, logical points for the MSMEs. Now, uh, from the short-term perspective, could you share some hacks or short-term trip?
1: See, uh, you know, India has got the best uh, digital infrastructure, I would say, compared to anywhere in the world. So, you know, my my hack would be simple that uh, when you're starting up a business, please ensure that it's completely official. That means, you know, you enroll with GSTN. And uh, I would say go digital completely because you need to create a digital entity for yourself. And that creating of the digital entity for yourself, I'm not talking of marketing or anything. I'm talking about financial digital entity because once you are digitally available, all your digital records makes it very simpler for the lenders to give money to you. The finance is very easily available now if you have a digital record. And that is where most of the entrepreneurs make a mistake that you know i don't have to get registered because that is how i can save money in gstn and all that and i would say the third one would be you know again the same thing that you know get enrolled for the digital or the government schemes which are available because the government is doing a lot in the startup entry or the msm for the msme so that's very important for them to do it so going digital is the most important thing because we have a, a very nice api structure in india you know that kind of uh, we say api layers which we have and those layers are very important because over a period of three four years you know india will be much much ahead of all the developed countries at all you know when when you saw that you know you would have seen it uh, in 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 your whatsapp messages also when india when when you go for a vaccination you get a certificate which is by msm you know by by whatsapp you get a message That this is your certificate. And when you look at UK or US that, you know, you get a card which is signed by manually, physically, whatever. So we are very much ahead. We are very much ahead. And our UPI is getting replicated in uh, US or the thought process is there. So we are very much ahead. So I feel that it's very important that, you know, we have to go digitally. Digital. Be it getting your ERPs digital. Be it getting going digital completely. Creating a digital entity for yourself. And, okay. and plus getting involved into GST and all together. Yes. So that is something which we don't do. you are a small entity.
0: So, first of all, you know, we, it will take time to uh, gradually, you know, taking over awareness where people are trying to learn. Because we do have a parallel economy running. Yeah. And uh, we have to, everyone tries to, you know, learn how to, you know, avoid that parallel. <laughs> the formal economy and make benefit of parallel economy. Yes, that's a great, you know. So, Ketan, it was really uh, interesting to have you on our show. Thank you so much and um, to sharing your knowledge. And uh, I would definitely love to catch up again on some interesting things related to updates, what is going to come for treads in next couple of months.
1: It has been wonderful. In fact, you're doing a great... This is something which we never envisaged, And I think it has a visibility that it can reach out to many people. And that's what I'm looking forward for. Because threads is something which the corporates and the MSMEs have to embrace it fast. Thank you, Dripti. I mean, it's been a wonderful session with you. So thank you. Thanks a lot again. And it's been a pleasure talking to you.
0: Same here. Thank you so much, Ketan.
1: Thank you, Dripti.
0: this episode i hope you would have got some answers to your queries and guidance for way forward do share your learnings from the episode your feedbacks and suggestions if you are an entrepreneur and have questions from experts or any particular topic or profile of expert you want to hear or if you are an industry expert with MSME as a target audience do reach out to us our link is given in the description And at last, please do subscribe for MSME Talk Podcast and don't forget to share the podcast link with your friends, family, and network. Take care. Goodbye. Happy to share MSME Talk Podcast and the peak ranking chart of 10th country in the Apple Podcast Country Level Entrepreneurship category. If you are an expert or provide product or services to small businesses, MSMEs, and startups, reach out to us to discuss Showcase Opportunity in MSME Talk. Content details given in description.